Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Second down, six, Mayfield. Oh, look at the time. He's got all day, and he goes outside and hits Demetrik Felton. Janovich the fullback. Kareem Hunt. Janovich the block. And he torpedoes in for the touchdown. Three tight ends. Hunt in the backfield. Janovich in motion. They got the two and they take the lead. Janovich from Baker Mayfield. Defensive backs, third and four. Could be the final play of the game. Here comes Cronick. There goes Cousins. And intercepted. Picked off by Hill. Or did it hit the turf? Oh, it hit the ground. It hit the ground. Isn't good. That's it. Game over. Cleveland is one. And they are tied for first in the AFC North. shows that you know, last week uh, wasn't just a one-time thing. You know, we can hold up against uh, just about anybody and everybody. You know, once we, we got got rolling, we started looking, you know, real good and really competitive. You know, that, that first drive, they hit us the first 15 and, and uh, things that we weren't used to. But once we got settled, you know, we were, we were attacking and uh, looking, uh, looking dominant. I mean, as far as numbers, I don't think so. Y'all can tell me, but you know, as far as uh, putting, applying pressure on the quarterback, you know, making making plays on some some great skill players and a great bag like that, uh, I think we we showed her like we were supposed to. It's TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Once again, off a win, boys, taking it to the Minnesota Vikings. And what yeah. from the scoreboard yeah, might not look as a as as dominating of a win as we had against the Bears. And I kind of agree with Miles Garrett in this regard. While the numbers might not look better because it was two defenses kind of going at each other. Okay. Right. Um, the battle of attrition was won by the best defense. By the way, uh, just a preview of stuff coming up in this podcast. Um, Browns seen as most advanced team by overwhelming majority of NFL analytics employees. All right. Yeah. Did you hear yeah. me? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's your Cleveland Browns. My Cleveland Browns. That's right. The Cleveland Browns. Hey, feels good to be a Browns fan, don't it? Yeah, they'll be opposed to single digits for the first time since 1995. Two, what, three weeks in a row or something like that? Uh, yeah. But uh, Baker, Baker, oh, oh. God, do better. Well, God, do better. Well, yeah, got to do better. God, do better. God, do. Listen, when where's Butch Davis when you need him, right? Where's hey, the, <laughs> yeah. His voice right now, like, got to yeah. do better. Got to do better. Got to do better. We got to do better. But let's give it to Steph, Kevin Stefanski because he 
numerous times in his press conference today said, I got to do better. Right. One thing I do like is that his support for Baker Mayfield didn't let him say, Baker's got to do better. We've all got to do better. I got to do better. Baker knows what he needs to do. These were the words. Okay. Right. And uh, I like his style. I I tell you what, every week, I like Kevin Stefanski a little more. Um, I still am a little nervous because, because of analytics, analytics tends to do the unexpected thing. Sometimes I'm tired of, I'm tired of being in field goal range, going forward on fourth down and getting Baker Mayfield sacked. I know that that's three times. That's three times (laughs) this season that's happened. And I, you know, I think we got no, I think we got to look at the film on those things and figure out either what the fuck we're doing wrong or stop doing it. Okay. That's and all. learn when to throw the red flag. No, no, no. Did, did anybody could have done well, that. Well, I mean, that, no, I, I would, anybody could have you know, done that. If I was Listen, the, coach, I'd the Vikings, been. the Vikings rushed to the line to entice him to do that. Don't you understand that this is gamesmanship in the biggest form? He didn't give him time to see the replay. He right. threw the flag. The Browns lose a timeout. Dude, you do that all the time. That's why you rush to the line. Okay? Yeah. And yeah. If he and and what you see in live action on the field that looks like, ah, no, no, he was no. Um, and then when you see the replay, you're like, oh yeah, no. Yeah, I, I already said, like, if I was a coach right there, I would I'd have definitely been in the same situation because I'd have threw the flag on that one. Yeah, yeah, but but when he should have thrown the flag, he really he couldn't because he had already lost the time out throwing the flag. Right. Okay, so, and it, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. You got to be ready with that challenge flag, and, you know, sometimes it don't go your way. But, right. but opportunism being what it is, when the Vikings commit a penalty, Instead of taking it on the ensuing kickoff, they went ahead and took it right there and went for two. Now, didn't they? So, yeah. So, so, I saw that. So, again, again, what the calls that are being made, though, are being made partly by what do the analytics say in this regard? What are the percentages Hmm. on this play? Yeah, and, and you know, I, I I agree with going with that. It's not always right, but I get it. Okay. Well, but what what I am saying is because we're playing analytic football, and 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 Kevin Stefanski has just straight out labeled his play calling style as aggressive. Okay. It. Uh, yeah. Well, no, but that, I mean that's his self described play calling style. Okay, I, I don't care how you evaluate it. I'm saying he says. I play aggressive football, okay? I'm doing it with analytics. I'm going to make the aggressive call, but I'm going to have analytics on my side to say the numbers say to do this in this situation. So when Kevin Stefanski (laughs) goes for it on fourth down, and it seems unconventional to you, it may be unconventional by, you know, old-style football, this is what you do in this situation, standards. But analytics say 
do this now. Right. I actually didn't disagree with him going on the for, for the uh, on for the fourth down. Mm-hmm. Okay, that they didn't um they didn't get. I got you. Um, uh, no, they didn't get it. No, 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 they didn't get no, it. But they I didn't, didn't disagree no. with it either. I didn't disagree with it either. I wasn't mad. You know what I mean? I was mad that we didn't convert it. But I wasn't no, mad. I was mad at the result. I was mad at Baker Mayfield getting sacked when we were in field goal right. range again. If right. you're going to make a play to make the fourth down instead of kicking the field goal, and and listen, the film is out there, okay? It's just, this, this play wasn't inherently different than any of the other two times that Baker Mayfield got sacked going for it on fourth no. down in no. field goal range. Okay, so it, it, listen, the Chargers are watching that film. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, on yeah, the subject, keep... on the subject of Baker Mayfield, let's get this out the way. He sucked in terms of numbers. In terms of numbers i mean he was less than 50 percent on his completions he didn't complete a pass that was over 20 yards long a lot of overthrows listen he was inaccurate and didn't complete a single pass that was over 20 yards there were overthrows there were underthrows he hit a guy he hit the defender in the back of the fucking head when his receiver was had the had the receiver he had the defender beaten Okay. I don't think you like that guy. That wasn't an overthrow. That was an underthrow. So what I'm telling you is Baker Mayfield was all over the fucking place over 20 yards. Now, logic assumes that maybe there was a physical reason for that. That shoulder might have been bothering him. Except Baker says no. Oh, really? I didn't see. I didn't hear that. Wow. Well, you should watch press conferences when they give them. Okay, because that's when he says those things. And he says that today now. And he says that the brace he's wearing on it now ain't going to interfere with it. So what we expect and what I expect and what we've seen before is Baker's going to do better. Yeah, I think this was a bad day. Uh, That's it. And I think it's nothing less, nothing more. Uh, I know. It's not. not, It's a lot more for Baker Mayfield in a contract year. Okay, no, no, no. let's not be, let's not let's not whitewash yeah, this shit. All quarterbacks have bad days. I mean, you know, all quarterbacks aren't in a contract year. Okay, you yeah, have bad days. You have too many bad days in your contract year, and you ain't gonna like the contract they offer you. Okay, that's a bottom line. That is true. Okay, so that's what Baker Mayfield's up against. Forget the criticism. He's got his team's got his back. Okay. Yeah. As Baker Mayfield did. Baker Mayfield bet himself and said, I don't care about getting a contract sewed up before the season is over. Obviously. <laughs> no. No. It's 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 he keeps playing like this and he should have signed this summer for whatever they offered him. Okay. He's losing he's gonna he's gonna start losing money. If he keeps playing like this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. And on the subject of Baker, okay, <laughs> okay. his passer rating did drop to 89.3. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's for the um, season, correct? Because he, he had a 59 for the game. 
Okay. Right, right. That's for the season. That was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a big drop. Yeah. That's a big drop from what he was, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of his stats obviously <coughs> took hits. Okay. Um, not major hits. Like he's still averaging the 8.3 yards an attempt. That's still really good. The problem with Baker right now, okay, is not that actually that his personal numbers are that bad. His personal numbers, he doesn't have a lot of touchdowns. So if Baker went off one game, Baker would go from this 89 rating because he's not a hard lock on this rating like some of these other mm-hmm. guys are, okay? If he had a good <clears throat> game in touchdowns the next game, okay, he'd fly up to 115, 120 and be a top five quarterback like instantly. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. literally because of the way his stats are here. He's got bloated stats in certain categories and very underperforming and stuff like touchdowns. Okay. He's like oh. the fact that his quarterback rating <clears throat> is as good as it is with as low touchdowns as it is right now. Like mm-hmm. if he had a five touchdown game, no interceptions, he'd quite honestly be near the top in quarterbacks right now. Well, I will you know tell you I mean? this. I will it. tell you this. Now, I'm not predicting this, but I am telling you that this type of game that you're going into against another high-level quarterback, okay, is exactly where, in our experience, and again, it's only two, three years deep with Baker, but these are the games where he performs the best. Right. More to the point, though, what I what I will say, I'm not going to say that I am worried about it, but here's the Browns team stats, team rankings. This is why people are saying they're really good right now, okay? Now, we're going against the Chargers, right? Chargers are ranked 11th best offense, 9th best defense, 6th best, best passing offense, or 6th mm-hmm. against the run. I think this is, wait, no, 6th in the pass and 6th in rushing, right? 16th in rushing. Wow. We oh, are ranked. We are ranked the 12th best offense, Okay, the Mm -hmm. second best defense. Mm -hmm. Okay, twenty sixth in the pass. Whoa! First in rushing. Okay, there you go. So just take that again. We are Chargers are eleventh in offense. We're twelfth. Just look at these the difference in these rankings. They are sixth in the pass, sixteenth in rushing. We are twenty sixth in passing and first in rushing. That tells you just how good our running game is right now well and that's fantastic but it is also clear that against this chargers team you're not going to be able to win a 21 14 game you're going to have to put 35 points on the board right you may need that we may need that yes yeah well, if, if the same guy, if the same guy I saw play for the Chargers this past Monday night is quarterback, and what's his name, Justin Herbert? Yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah, you're going to need to because that I mean, guy, that guy can get the ball downfield to his receivers. He right, wouldn't have any problem making long throws. I can right. Tell you the that. other point to this is this: we just played a good defense, and our defense basically won that defensive battle. Okay, mm-hmm. we yes. have a good defense. We have a good defense, but this may be a better defense that we're going to play. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. And watching them on Monday night, one of the things I keyed in watching was the defense, specifically what they had difficulty with. And and again, it's kind of hard to compare apples and oranges and certainly what the Raiders are attempting to do offensively on the field as compared to what we do is a lot different, but um, we don't have to win. They're not going to be able to shut our run down the way they did the Raiders. No, 
No. And if, if Baker's on point with the pass, they won't be able to shut the passing down. I, I, listen, I, I can't, I can't, I at this stage, Baker's put, he's played himself into this too. And his coach and everybody ought to, ought to be at this place. Baker right now, they have to treat him like a Trent Dilfer. What Baker can't do is mess it up. If he tries too hard to get back to some ideal that people think he should be at, he will fuck up. Okay. That is, he needs yeah. to be within himself that. and play the game right. and, and take what's not, there. Right. That's not bad. Now more to the numbers here. Okay. To kind of support my, my point here, I was making our last game and what the Vikings defense is rated. And it, it it's not changed too much from the game we played because there wasn't big numbers in that game other than running. Okay. Um, their defense is ranked 25th. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now to, to say that that is not probably not because they have, they obviously had a pretty good front four going. Okay. I mean, that wasn't too right. bad. They were getting <clears throat> some penetration. So it's probably not all to that. Cause I mean, the Vikings. Well, if the Vikings have a defensive weak weakness, it's not their line anyway. No, it wasn't it's, their line it's because their backfield. Right, and I was about to get to that. That we have this, which is a good thing. Ranked, right. Whoa. Yeah, no, that's whatever. No, that's whatever. Uh, no. With that's the Vikings' true. backfield, one would have expected us to have a lot more of an explosive pass game than we did. We got right. less than five yards of carry per pass. Right. So that's what I'm getting wow. to here. So. We're 26th in the pass. If you look at that game, Baker and Baker basically said he played like shit because he was the reason. Oh, well, he, he was through. You know, I, he I threw three I, touchdowns. I agree with him. I agree. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> yeah I mean, I tell you what, that's that's good that he owns it and and takes responsibility. Right, I well, like that. Well, if you look at it, he basically overthrew three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now yeah. one was taken away from him because that was a pass interference on OBJ in the end zone. Okay, mm-hmm. that was a pass interference. I'm I'm sorry. Like it, to right. me, it was ridiculous that they they went from you do consistency when you're a referee, right? They went from calling ticky tack stuff to saying like, yeah, we're gonna let them play. You got to pick one or the other, okay? You can't like be like at one stage, yo, we're gonna let them play, and then call ticky tack stuff, and then like it was almost like they were trying yeah. to call ticky tack right. stuff to make up for calls that they weren't calling. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, here's the make good. And it's like, dude, no, don't call that freaking play. That was a pass interference in the end zone, okay? Mm-hmm. That should have been a touchdown for OBJ. That was a pass interference. Um, like it was it's some of the consistency in the calls in that game were ridiculous. It was just I was just like, if you're gonna let them play, then let them play. Okay, don't come out with a tic tac foul once well, it's, it's after one, you basically set the stage to let them play. I can tell you this. Um in the past when we'd have had a problem with a call, it'd be because we lost that game. Okay. Right. So right. I'm not, I, so I'm not complaining too much. I'm just saying. I ain't got a problem with yeah. that call. I ain't got a problem Oh, I get what you're saying. We won the game. So I'm not really too mad because the Browns definitely had calls in their favor. That's why I'm saying they were make goods. I'm not complaining in that sense, but like, Hey, looks like we found yeah. a kicker. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> McLaughlin looks like the guy. So now we got, now we got Jamie Gilliam and McLaughlin. We've got the Scotch and the Irish covered here. 
back on the back on the refs, I've come to the conclusion that the refs just don't like the Browns. It's, it don't matter no, where. No, no, but but see, that's I'll bullshit. Disagree with that. That's just, total that, bullshit. I'm going to show you the scenario and why I disagree <clears> with that. We had a drive killed because of a pass interference that wasn't called. Okay, even the see, you can go by the um, announcers because they'll usually tell on themselves. But they made good on that push off that they called on the on on the guy from the Vikings, which wasn't. I mean, you know, listen, if our guy the week before, okay, when he pushed off with both hands, remember the extension? If that if that shouldn't have been called, that shit the Vikings player did to our guy way shouldn't have been called. Okay, here's and but here's my point. That's not even the call I was about to talk about. Okay. So that play happens, right? And even the announcer, he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, when they go, oh, yeah, that means it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Hey, so, so, yeah. so hey. yes, that was a pass interference that we didn't get called for us. Later on the ne- on the, our next drive, okay, we had a guy, bare- this dude barely tugged our receiver's jersey. And Baker didn't even throw to this guy. Yeah, okay? I know. I know. And then we got the play. And it was like, I was like, that's the make good. Because I was like, that is a tic-tac foul. I was like, I'll take it. It's for hey, us. But, it's but I saw that jersey. But I saw yeah, that I jersey. The jersey. He did, I did I saw the jersey, that jersey. Usually you don't see a call that tic-tac okay. away from the ball. No, but it's right. what I'm finding irritating this year. With officiating has absolutely nothing to do with what I would, what you would perceive as bad calls. It's the fucking point of interest, dude. It's the fucking taunting calls. Oh, I oh, can yeah. see, I can see this being real problematic later in the oh, season yeah. when games are on the line and emotions are high. Because in the one case, and I, I don't think it was our game, but there was a game I saw where the guy he catches the ball on a hotly contested sideline play and then he spins the ball and the ball starts spinning on the field but it spins onto the sideline and then the ref calls the play because he spinned it on the <laughs> oh are you serious i, I bullshit know one you big not thing to all of it i know one big thing to all of it and they have basically said and they've basically done it because there's been people to say why didn't they call taunting on that it's because the guy didn't look at anybody right if you look towards anybody and you do anything you are going to get it called yeah. you can do the same exact thing and not look at somebody right you can do it all the the most provoking stuff you can and be looking at the stands so, and you will not that's get what it i do i'll be if like whatever the guy's name that i want to do it to i'm imagining you in front of me right now I'm motherfucker at, i'm okay right now i'm doing right now basketball i'm doing a kevin garnett and i'm going to the goalposts and i'm i'm gonna do all the trash talking at the goalposts yeah okay there you go everything that i'm saying to you is going at the goalposts right okay so guys <laughs> let me read you this article because you're gonna love it I, I thought it I thought it was cool, but it's in uh, the the uh, Odyssey dot com is uh, who's got this under their sports category NFL. Brown seen his most advanced team by overwhelming majority of NFL analytics employees, according to Pro Football Focus. The Cleveland Browns are the top graded overall team through the first four weeks of the season with a sparkling 89.1 grade and a top four grade in both offense and defense. Football Outsiders is also high on the Browns' performance thus far, ranking them fourth overall 
and giving them an A grade. Perhaps it makes sense then that these analytical high marks were given to the team that is perceived as the most analytically advanced franchise there is. ESPN's annual NFL analytics survey, which polls analytics staffers across the league, has Cleveland winning in a clean sweep across all analytics categories with 22 total with 22 total respondents. Nice. Uh, hold on, hold on. Here, here are how many gave the Browns nod for each of the three questions. Okay. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Okay. Which NFL team is the most analytically advanced? Remember, there were 22 total respondents. 17 out of 22, Cleveland Browns. Which team produces the high ele- highest level of analytics work? 14 out of 22, Cleveland Browns. Which team most incorporates analytics into its decision-making? 11 out of 22, 50% said. The Baltimore Ravens finished as the runner-up in each of the three questions with the Buffalo Bills and Philadelphia Eagles as the only other teams drawing multiple votes in at least one of the categories. Wow. Interesting on the Baltimore Ravens being second on it. That's interesting. Okay. um, here, here, There's one more paragraph I really need to read you guys. And... Because because I think this is this is what we are seeing um, is a result of this man's work in terms of his ability to take the role of general manager and weave that in with analytics and the coaching staff. One respondent agreed with the analysis of Barry's analytics know-how, but suggested that Stefanski wasn't the most committed of all the coaches. Andrew Berry leads the NFL in terms of acceptance and adoption of analytics. On the coaching side, John Harbaugh has the most buy-in. Okay? John Harbaugh. I want you to just keep this in mind. John Harbaugh. Oh, come on, man. Say what you want about Lamar Jackson. Okay? Mm. But. Wins games, man. John Harbaugh cut bait when it came to making a decision. He had former NFL MVP Joe Flacco on staff, who arguably was struggling a little bit, but he was. It, he didn't feel like he was done until John Harbaugh said, "Yeah, yeah, you are." <laughs> and and by the way, Joe Flacco really hadn't turned up anywhere else and made any noise either. So maybe he was right, but uh. Yeah, he got on he got on the Lamar bandwagon real quick because he saw what was happening in the NFL and he knows. Okay, now the Browns. It's going to be very interesting, long term, whose approach is better because the Browns are doing this with a more traditional quarterback role, not a mobile quarterback role. Okay, and I'll grant yeah. you, I'll grant you, Baker runs for a first down here and there, but it's not. You know, you don't see us calling a lot of quarterback run the ball plays, okay? No, no. Okay. I would like to point out on our our subject of of that just 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 a little tidbit. Um, mm-hmm. Demar Jackson is real interesting guy because he's the same guy this year, okay, and mm-hmm. all this and all the stuff, and he's still really bloated in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just funny. It's like. Oh. For everything he is, is like the fourth quarter, and then his shit just bloats up, and he's this ridiculous guy in the fourth quarter. It's funny. It's it's really it, yeah, it is it's interesting it, stuff. It totally is. Um, 
here's some bad news, guys. Rookie cornerback Newsom out again for the Browns, so he will not play. He's the actually oh, wow. the, the only injury that Kevin Stefanski was willing to commit. Yeah, they're not going to play. Was Greg okay. Newsom? Right. Yeah, Browns starting uh, linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. returned to practice only to find a number of his defensive teammates missing. Walker was designated to return from injured reserve Wednesday after sitting out the past three games with a hamstring. As long as he doesn't have any setbacks, Walker will likely be activated later this week to play against the Los Angeles Chargers. Coach Stefanski said it's too early to know if Walker can suit up Sunday. With any of these guys coming off an injury, we've seen them move around in their rehab, but we definitely want to see them practice football first. Uh, the Browns could use Walker, who calls signals their number two overall ranked defense is a little banged up at the moment. Ends Jadavian Clowney with an elbow, Tack McKinley with an ankle slash knee, cornerbacks Denzel Ward with a neck, and Greg Newsom with a calf, nickelback Troy Hill with a toe, and linebacker Malcolm Smith, abdomen, <laughs> all missed practice, and their status for this week's game is unclear. Um... Stefanski did rule out Newsom, who also missed last week's win at Minnesota. Greedy Williams started in place of the first-round draft pick and got his first career interception in the 14-7 win. Newsom, the number 26 overall draft pick from Northwestern, got hurt late in Cleveland's win over Chicago. Uh, Stefanski did not provide any specifics on the other injuries. With all those guys, we'll see how the week goes, but just being smart about some of those things. Um. You know, the Patriots just released a corner, but the Panthers got him. I thought maybe we would look at him. No. But, nah. No, we're, okay. We're not thin at corner. We got, we got bodies, okay? Our starters are not available, okay? So just, just understand that. It's not like there's no cornerbacks on the roster. Our starters are hurt, okay? Uh, All hopefully right. second string will show up. Well, they did last week, okay? Now, if both Newsom and Ward are out, that means you got to have somebody other than Greedy Williams step up. Will they? Don't know. Now you're getting into your second and your third string. Because if he, if he right. was listening, our, our, our nickelback, Troy Hill, has a toe, okay? So now, you're getting, now, you're, getting in, now you're getting into the guys that have come in, okay? So... You can find yourself strapped, but there's no reason to freak out and go sign a cornerback because none of these guys got season-ending injuries, okay? In the Patriots' case, where they released a cornerback, if you'd have looked at the rest of the news, they also signed a cornerback, okay? They released the guy so they could get a guy, okay? That's all. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And so, if okay, rule of thumb here. If the Patriots are releasing him, you don't want to sign him, okay? Because if there's anything what could have been done with him, Bill could have figured it out. I'd say if I'm in the NFL, that's safe. I'm not, I'm not, hey, Patriots just cut a guy. Let's sign him. No, yeah, no, no, Patriots Unless you have somebody, obviously, unless there's somebody with the, the team that's like, no, that you need to look at that guy. And then that's when that guy gets looked at. Yeah. Uh, yeah they feel unless, highly about him. 
I will tell you this. I'll tell you this about Andrew Barry right now. If they're doing analytics the way these people say they are, they got a list of guys they got their eyes on. And if any of those guys come up free, they'll sign them whether they need them or not. Okay? All right. So I'm not worried about fill-ins when when you need somebody. Okay? Okay. They, I wanted to I, make a point. I wanted to make a uh-huh. well, I don't know if you still had something to say there. I want to make a point that uh, uh, the defense. Mm-hmm deserves ridiculous amount of praise in this game. A well, yeah, so much so. Well, did you hear about Miles Garrett? No. Okay, so Miles Garrett. He's he, top. He's no, dominant. No, 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 no. Miles Garrett's pissed. Okay? Because he's like, look, I go sleeveless one fucking day. And they hit yeah. me with a drug test. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, Cleveland Browns star defensive end Miles Garrett is not happy with the timing of the random drug test he had to take last week. He sounded off on social media on Tuesday, implying his choice to go sleeveless and reveal his jacked arms in the Browns' victory over the Vikings Sunday prompted the NFL to test him the following day. And I mean, did did you see the picture of him? You know, oh, his yeah, arms yeah. and it's He's like got meat hooks, man. It's, it's like like dude, I, I'd have tested his ass for steroids too. Okay. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, just as a just as a stat to just show how much better the defense is playing, at least the front the you know, getting to the quarterback, ten mm-hmm. quarterback hits last game. Wow. Didn't Gar- get a whole bunch of sacks. We did not get a whole bunch of sacks, but we got to the quarterback. But but here, here. here's a here's a good sentence to be able to read about your number one overall draft pick de- defensive end, Miles Garrett. He has yep. recorded eleven tackles and a league leading six sacks so far this yep. season. He has a special right. He was especially dominant in weeks three win over the Chicago Bears when he logged seven combined tackles, four for a loss. And a whopping six quarterback hits. How about that? Man, he's total 14 quarterback hits. What is TFL? Seven TFL. What's that? Too fucking long. (laughs) (laughs) And 24 pressures. Yeah. He has been dominant. (laughs) Yeah, TFL. That's 24 (laughs) loop-de-loops. Well, I, I, I want to add, I wanna add <laughs> to the pressure thing because Miles did get a half a sack, so obviously he has yeah. six now, okay? He uh, had yeah. six pressures. Jadavian mm-hmm. Clowney was tied with, um, well, he was tied with other people for the game. He was second for our team with mm-hmm. three pressures, okay? So the, the theme, it has actually continued where Garrett is getting there, and the dude who's getting there second most is the dude that we needed to be getting there the second most. Okay. Oh yeah, I just, Jibian. I just, and the more Jadavian does that, the more, you know, it. Well, I tell you what, it's a bitter poison you're gonna fucking have to swallow if you're if you're trying to defend the Browns because the minute you decide to play straight gaps because Clowney's got that in sewed too, right? The minute right. you, the minute your film study says that's how you have to do it. You're screwed. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm 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 I gotta say I'm happy with uh with the way uh Clowney's playing. Now, the, now uh, I would say mm-hmm. I would say I'd like his tackling 
numbers to be a little bit higher. The game against the uh, the Chargers, the Browns-Chargers game, it's yeah. a toss-up. I'm talking the odds, okay? okay. It's a toss-up. I, I, I feel good. I'm going to say this. I feel good about us on, on well, the front I just want up. to tell you that the, the, the kind of respect the Browns are getting from odds makers and other NFL teams <laughs> and sports journalism in general is feels bizarre. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone because I'm in serious, man. <laughs> we are literally traveling to California to SoFi Stadium to play a team on their home field, and we're in a pick, and they're one of the better teams in the AFC. Okay, and one of the better teams, and yes. we we're, we're and actually... we're playing in a pick 'em, pick 'em, man. It's like, wow. come on, the the spread is one point five. The Chargers are one point five point favorites at home. That's, that's not, like, that's not, a, you get three points for the home field, guys. Okay. Traditionally right. speaking, there's, you get three points just for home field. So they're 1.5 1. points. So yeah, I'm, they, just tell you, it's a toss up. Don't mean much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing is outside of week one, we're in week one is we're going off of last season and you really don't know nothing. This is the first game going off of this season that we're playing a team that is arguably worth. We're a top team. They're a top team. Okay. Mm -hmm. Literally. This is so this is like, like you said, this. So they're tossing us up. And honestly, if Baker comes in and he plays good in this game and this game goes anything like the last one did in, in our defensive play, all we need is, all we need is the passing to be there with the running. I think we'll win this game too. I, I really don't think we're going to have a problem winning it. I think we're now I'm so. getting ready to go to cleveland.com and play a little audio of Baker here, guys. Uh, and his take on what the fuck went on. Okay. Baker, my man. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, let's, let's hear what he has to say, man. I mean, listen, I'm not going to be a blind Baker Mayfield sycophant and I'm not going to be overly critical of the guy either. Okay. But what I am saying, Baker, and like, listen, listen to this headline. Baker Mayfield is getting worse under pressure, and it's not a new trend. Okay? No. Uh, all right. I'm just saying this is the kind of shit, okay, that, 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 um, that we have to be. You know, we got to be, as Browns fans, honest with ourselves, okay? Okay. Honesty. Yeah, so now listen to this, guys. Baker, after the game, you weren't happy with your accuracy. When you rewatched it, what bothered you the most? Missing the throws. I mean, the, the same problems, you know, just hitting hitting the guys that are open, taking what's there. Um, yeah, just got to get it correct. Were there specific play or throw to that? Man, I really needed to make that one. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there's a few. Definitely uh, one down in the red zone to O. Um, then one of the throws over Harrison's head, um, kind of like a, a deep out route going to the field. Just got to hit those. Um, the, the one to Odell late, the third down, we talked about just communication wise, kind of hit on that after the game. But um, seeing one thing and just, you know, making sure we have all those things that, you know, all the little details we talk about all the way through. Baker, I know after the game you said that your left shoulder is in effect in you. But is there a, like a brace or harness you're wearing that you're having to adjust to? You have two eyes, don't you, Nate? 
I've seen yes. some photos, and I've seen yeah. a little black hanging out of your um, jersey. Yeah, I have a harness on. Okay. Is that something that could affect your throws? It shouldn't, no. Do you feel good about the way you were checking down or looking at your progressions and, and making the reads? Did you feel like you were making the right play most of the time? Yeah, I mean, I think we had our shots uh, there. We just didn't hit them. I think, you know, my eyes were in the right spot for the most most part uh, and just got to make gotta make the plays. You developed such a strong trust factor with the line, with the line last year. Um, has it been... Hey, you know what? I, I get a kick out of these reporters trying to sound like they fucking know football, don't you? Right. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I don't disagree with anything Baker's saying, but I'll tell you this. It's going to get fucking old with him being honest about his poor performance if it has to happen too often. Oh, yes, it can. But what I like about it is this. I'm watching the game, right? And I have no qualms with the decisions that Baker is making. He's missing the passes. And I right. am confident. And in the one and in the one case where he talked about the miscommunication, Odell turned in. Baker was not intending for Odell to turn in. And it wasn't Odell's right. fault. Like he said, I failed to communicate appropriately what I wanted him to do. Okay. Well, but, there was one pass to Felton that I thought he could have made that he didn't make. But, but I was talking specific uh, but I was talking specifically about the pass where he said there was a miscommunication. Odell turned in. I wanted him to break outside. I didn't communicate oh. that well. Okay. And there there's a number okay. Hill. Every pass he threw over twenty yards, he missed. Okay. There was a bunch of them. There wasn't yep, there one was. there was no one specific pass that would have been a touchdown. There was five. Okay. There was five. <laughs> okay. I can count five that would have been touchdowns if he'd have made the throw. Yeah. All right. Exactly. And that's just, I mean, Odell down the sideline when he hit the defender in the back of the head. The miscommunication on what he wanted to, Odell to do. The Demetric Felton throw. The other one that he talked about uh, to Odell. And then the end zone one. That's yep. five throws that would have been touchdowns. Yeah, just think about that. Wow. I, I don't know. Last time I looked, that's 35 fucking points. Yep. Yeah. In addition to what they scored already. <clears throat> well, they yeah. they scored 14, Hugh. That's all. I'm saying. And there was two. There were two plays that pretty much probably would have been touchdowns if he hit them. Okay. And if you take mm-hmm. those, I, I just take those and that's 14 points. And you add that to what we got and bam. Okay, that right there would have changed the scope okay. of everything for him in the game. Yeah, but I disagree. I think there were five plays that would have been touchdowns. Well, it quite possibly was. He missed a lot. There were a lot of plays. And listen, all five of these plays just- were on. All five of these plays were on different drives. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. There's the one to Odell where Odell, if he'd have turned out instead of turning in, the ball was there. There's the other one on the sideline where Odell had his guy beat. But, oh, but Baker hit the guy in the back of the helmet instead of Odell in the hands. Okay? Right. There's the one on the other side of the field where he missed Odell wide. Okay? Just overthrew him. Yeah. It was, like, fucking terrible. Okay? And it doesn't matter how high Odell can jump. He ain't catching this ball. There's the Demetric Felton. There's the Demetric Felton pass that you talked about. And then there's the Odell in the end zone. Okay? 
all five would have, could have, should have been touchdowns. Okay. Yep. <laughs> this is true. Yep. Got to do better, or at least led to them, or at least led to them. Yeah, but in 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 just about all five of those cases, obviously one of them being in the end zone, but there was nobody between the player in the end zone. If if that ball's on if target, hit some instruction. Yeah, exactly. Like, we know we can. Yeah, yeah. So now we know better. Can pl- Baker can play better than that, and listen. I I hear Baker telling me no effect. The brace ain't having no effect. I yeah. I see Baker Mayfield in the way he throws the ball. Yeah, and the truth is, the way he throws the ball, it's textbook how you throw a football. You do it with your whole body. Um, and unless I've missed my guess, your your left shoulder, if you're right-handed, or your right shoulder, if you're left-handed, they're still part of your body. Okay. Still- right. Yeah, and he's trying to probably diminish the well, severity of it, but I think it's affecting him. I, I think it's a game that Baker and the team is playing. Where I think that one, I think it is affecting him more than he's saying. Probably not as much as some people want to say it is. Okay, so it's probably a little bit of both. Okay, mm-hmm. it egged, it probably egged enough that he's compensating enough that it's hurting his accuracy a little bit, and that's obvious. Okay. Mm-hmm. The team probably doesn't want to go into it as much because Baker doesn't want to go into it as much because Baker wants to play. And right now, I would agree because if I'm looking at the decision making, Baker is making all the right decisions. Okay, he missed the passes. The decisions weren't problems. Right. But he he threw no picks. He didn't take any sacks. He didn't have to take. And And again, he didn't make bad decisions. When not taking those sacks, he he was right. able to run for first downs. He's able to run out of bounds. He didn't make any ill-advised throws trying to get away from pressure. Right. What I take from this game is if if it is aching him, okay, it's aching not aching him enough not to be on out there making the right decision where we could have a backup. By by the way, we have a decent backup quarterback, but that doesn't mean you use him. Look, you got a guy who's making all the right decisions, won't turn the ball over unless it is some absolutely, you know, it's well, going to be a good play for the defense if they have. Let's That's talk about shoulders for a second. Okay. Let's talk about shoulders for a second, because what Baker's yeah. dealing with right now, what Baker's dealing with right now is probably not something that doesn't even hurt anymore. But what you have to do as a precautionary measure with a guy that separated his shoulder, because a shoulder that is recently separated is more susceptible to separation okay and you're going to put him back out here in a live contact situation you need to support that shoulder so he doesn't re-separate or re-injure the shoulder i don't think that two weeks after the separation baker's still dealing with pain but what they're doing this is to boost his structural integrity in that area okay Mm -hmm. okay Mm-hmm. I, okay, I, I have, it's I'm t- confident he'll be better. It's time to look at the game book, boys. Let's see what they did, and so we can kind of see how that might impact what they'll do. Okay, uh, well, as we all know, the game was played on turf. Okay, and it was outdoors. Really? Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, it was an open stadium. But they have a dome, right? They could have closed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. they could have. Um, okay, I so think the- it was partly cloudy. The wind was 11 miles an hour from the north-northwest. 65 degrees. It was football weather, boys. Uh, the Browns uh, rushing. 184 yards, 4.8 a carry as a squad, okay? Nick Chubb, interestingly enough, got 100 yards, okay? On 21 attempts. On 21 attempts. Did you hear me, boys? 21 attempts for 100 yards. You want 100 yards. If you want 100 yards back, you give him the ball 20 times. I'm telling you. There's a there's a freaking axiomatic universal rule somewhere. Okay. Um, his long was 13. He got 4.8 a carry. So he set the standard for the team, which, by the way, was the team average. But Kareem Hunt exceeded that on the per carry average of 4.9 with a long of 33. And I think Kareem Hunt, his postgame presser, if you will, where yeah. they said, you know, he said, well, we had that one where we had to get the, the first down. It was third and 20. And they said, well, we're going to try to get some of this back. And I said, no, let's go get all of it. I, and I he just, did. And, and he, he did. did. And he did. And he did. Yeah, that was the long of 33. Yeah, he got 33 yards. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying he needed 20, got 33. Okay. Oh, by the way, and a touchdown, and a touchdown. Um, So the one lone rushing touchdown was was Kareem Hunt, correct? Kareem Hunt, right. Good run, too. Needed that. So where was the other? Who got the other touchdown? We didn't. We got the two-point conversion, and then we got two field goals. Ah, that was it. Okay, never mind. Did you hear uh, that his new nickname is the Tasmanian Devil? Okay, but what does yeah. he call? What does he call his coworker? I'm not sure. Two four, two four. <laughs> anyway, the Browns had twenty first downs to the Vikings sixteen. Uh, the Browns were seven of 18 on third down efficiency uh, for a figure of 38.9%, which is dismal boys. Dismal. Now the good part is, is the Vikings were five of 16 at only 31.3%. So if you're going to be bad, make sure you hold the other team to worse than that. Okay. You got to win third down efficiency, fourth down efficiency. Sorry. Browns were 0 for one. The thing I'm happy about that stat is that it, a little hard-headedness maybe out of Stefanski after the week against the Bears when he did it twice. So he goes yeah. for it that one time and it doesn't pan out. Uh, interesting to see how the Browns react in these similar situations. You know, at the 30-yard line, fourth and three. Are you going for it or are you taking the kick? Because... Again, this is also a team that's developing faith in its kicker, McLaughlin. Okay? So the better McLaughlin gets, the more he influences that decision at fourth and three from the 33, doesn't he? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Uh, total net yards, Browns 327, Vikings 255. But, man, I'm going to tell you something. What you cannot see is if you see these kind of numbers out of Baker, more than less, it's not going to be good. 15 for 33. Dude, that's bad. That is bad. That is bad. But the key here is no picks. All right? No picks. Yeah. And it's, as long as, listen, if he can, yards. if he can, that's nothing in the NFL. That's a terrible game. 189 I'm yards is, is bad. A, I'm just saying 189 that, yards is what an NFL quarterback should have in a half of play. Okay. Serious. Come on. I'm just saying I was surprised at that. Stat. No, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. at all. That's literally he, what he, he should have. Through. That's literally what he should have in a half of play. So he did in a whole game, what he should do in a half of a game. And the kind of game he played where he, he hit only less than 50% of his passes, it tracks. I expect exactly I, that. I agree with you. I just thought it was less than that. Honestly, I did. No, I wouldn't have thought it was less than that. 189 is not. That's nothing not in the pass game. NFL. It's not nothing in the pass game. No, 189 yards was the total you would see when your average NFL game was a score like we're seeing here, 14 to 7. Right. When was that? When, you what, it wasn't any time in the last 10 years. The okay. way that game went with the Vikings, we would have lost that game last year. We won yeah. it this year. That's an improvement. I don't know. We wouldn't have lost it last year. No, sir. We went 11-5 and five last year. I don't think our defense was as good last year as it is this year. Oh, That's my what God. But we wouldn't have lost the game. We wouldn't have lost that game against the Vikings last year. This team is, we added some pieces on defense and the defense is better, but arguably last year, the offense is better than it is this year. All right. Okay. We wouldn't have, we we wouldn't have just scored 14 points last year. We had a lot of injury problems last year too. Yeah. and, and, And by the way, I don't, I don't think it's a valid comparison comparing year to year. Because rosters do change. But one thing you can do with this Browns team is compare this offense to last year's offense because there ain't a whole lot of personnel change there. No. And and, yeah, and what you have, there. what you have, what you have is an offense that is underperforming in the pass game. Okay? Yeah. Now let's you just be clear about this. What? And you would think that wouldn't be the case. I'm surprised. Why would you think that wouldn't be the case with one of your starting receivers out on injured reserve, the other one just coming back from injured reserve? I mean, why wouldn't you think that would be the case? Your quarterback separated his shoulder in the th- in the second week of play. <clears throat> I I expect I would expect that with Jarvis Landry out and Odell Beckham Jr. just coming back, I would expect to see exactly what I'm seeing. From the Browns. I, I'm surprised they're not leaning on the tight ends a little bit more than they are. But they are. We talked about it last week against the Bear. Over 50% of their pass plays were two tight ends. Yeah, I'm talking about the pass game. I saw it. I just uh, said that. We just saw that. Oh, in the Bear. When they played the Bears, okay, over I'm, 50% of Baker Mayfield's passes went to tight ends. 
Okay. I, I understand it. I'm okay. talking about the Vikings. The Vikings game breaker couldn't hit the broad side of a fucking barn. Okay, he couldn't hit the broad side. But I didn't see the a tight, tight end. A, a tight end okay. wouldn't have made right. a difference. A tight. Uh, listen, right. he, Baker couldn't hit anything past twenty yards. Okay, where's the tight end coming in? Okay, you, you can't. Baker can, Baker couldn't have hit him if he was open. Okay, what I'm trying to tell you is at some point, even the coach realized what was going on with Baker, and what did they start doing? They started running the ball, and they kept running the ball. And it, it, you look, okay, let, let's break it down by half, okay? First half summary, passing. Let's look at Baker Mayfield. He was 11 for 22 in the first half, right? Now, his his entire numbers for the game were what? Um, 15 of 31. 15 of 33 or 31. No, no, 33. I think you're right. 15 of 33. Well, okay. So, 15 of 33 for the entire game in the first half. 22 of those 33 passes. The coach only let him pass the ball 11 more times in the whole fucking game. Well, I mean, yeah, and if you're okay. talking about his yards, if you if he completes all the passes we've been talking about, that probably almost doubles his amount of yards for the game, and there's all of his passing yards you're missing. And 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 let me tell you something. Of those 22 attempts. 11 completions, right? Because he only completed four more passes in the entire game. Right? And what was his yard total, Hugh? 155 yards. Now, at the end of the first half, Baker Mayfield had 11 completions, right? By the way, you're gonna right. you're gonna you, you want to marvel at a number that you think is bigger than it should be. This will be the one, okay? Eleven completions in the first half got ninety eight yards. All right, right. Four completions in the second half got the other fifty seven yards. Four. By the way, his his percentage wasn't any better in the second half than it was the first. He was four for eleven. Four. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is that Stefanski clearly saw what was happening with Baker and said, "You know what? Obviously, we can't win this way today." No, it wasn't going to happen if we kept doing that. Needed a running game. Right. Hand the ball off. Hand the ball off. And the hardest part for our defense right now, and I heard uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa saying that, yeah, sometimes it was just hard because, you know, you get ready and, you know, and we'd get them off the field so quick. The offense got to come right back. Well, if they get us off the field, then you're back out there 
And so he said it was really hard, especially, and I think you'll remember there on that last drive, like Clowney looked like he was going to pass out, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, hell yeah, call that timeout. Call that <laughs> well, that's a, even what I've, what I've been saying, like with the defense, I'm actually impressed because they also could have been a game where the defense got tired. Oh yeah, anything. They, but they, I really liked it. Really I really time. liked that Stefanski held those timeouts, realized he had them, saw the condition. But more so than Jadavian Clowney being as tired as he was, I think Stefanski noticed the same thing I noticed, and that's like Miles Garrett's not on the field. It's third down, guys. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it's like timeout, timeout, Miles. Get your ass out there, Miles. Get <laughs> and I honestly think Jadavian's going to keep getting better as the season. Goes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to see. Yeah, see. We're going to see it get better. And- he hadn't had this kind of support at the other end since he played with JJ. Yeah. And even then, JJ was really not playing from the end position. He's playing on the inside. Well, actually, JJ was playing any goddamn where he wanted to, wasn't he? You know, that's one thing they don't do a lot with Miles now, that Jadavian's there. You know how they used to move him around the line a lot? Right. Yeah, they're not doing a lot of that now. He's he's just coming from one end or the other now. I I think they have found their groove. That's why I, I, I said I think as season goes, you're going to see more Jadavian's. I think Jadavian's going to have a breakout sack game. That's what I honestly think. I think he's going to have a he's got a game in him this season where he's going to have three or four. And let me tell you uh, something. What happen. what didn't help us at all was uh, Sheldon Richardson being one of the defensive linemen for the uh, for the Vikings. Oh. I mean, you know, come on. He practiced against this offense all year last year. Right. He 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 knew what to expect, and he was in there breaking up plays. Yeah. But the uh, the Browns go next week to play the Chargers, man. Let's let's look at these San Diego Chargers for a hot second. To send well, wait. I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm so I'm so behind the time. So the the Los Angeles Chargers. Um I'm going to chargers.com, man. I'm going straight to the roster, guys. I think. What the fuck kind of website is this? You know, leave it to an L.A. team, you know. Well, I did have a question for both of you. Okay. Like, I was actually really surprised to see. Like, Mm -hmm. even though it's doing really good that we have the best rushing team in the league. Oh, I wasn't surprised at all. I'm no, I'm really, I wasn't surprised because uh, I figured the only team that has a shot at being ahead of us in the rush would be Tennessee. And I know that people have been able to key in on Henry because the passing game hadn't been good like it should be in Tennessee. Hell, they fucking lost to the Jets. Okay. Right. But I I just wasn't expecting to see the number one. Really? I, I was ex- actually no. I was actually was expecting to see Tennessee 
or somebody else in front of us. I really was. But also, though, considering how well they did in this last game, I mean, we ran really good in this last game. So, yeah, but now, I still I wasn't expecting. Now, what I think one. I think you'll find interesting and I'm not going to go through a bunch of them now, but uh, NFL power rankings are all over the map this year, depending on who you go to. The Browns are ranked anywhere from one to seven with the majority of their rankings being at number four, five, or six. But a couple sites have the Browns' number one power rank. Wow, okay. And what do they have, the Chargers? Mm, They're right there in the top ten. Right there, top ten. Right there in the top ten. Some of them have them right at the top. Right at the top, along with the uh, Cardinals and the Rams. Yep, Cardinals. We got them on our. They're not next. They're the game. No, they're next, they're right? they're we uh, no we our next two games. Chargers, Cardinals. Oh wow. Okay. So they okay. Yeah. 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 These 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 next two games are being considered the litmus test for the Browns. Are they real or are they not? Yeah. This is yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's going to be something to see. But if you look, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort them by position now. And uh, the defensive backfield uh, for the Chargers uh, includes, amongst other people, Asante Samuel Jr. All right, Chris Harris, Kimon Hall. Michael Davis. These are their cornerbacks, dude. I'm just telling you. But Asante Samuel, everybody remembers Asante Samuel, right? Yep. Well, Asante Samuel Jr. turns out is good, too. Okay? And and he's only 22 years old. Young, young, well-trained, and ready to create havoc in the passing game. Um. Amen Abgon Biminga, their linebacker, the guy whose name I can't say, rookie. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Okay, keep an eye out. They are de- a defensively potent team who whose linebacking core is anchored by Joey Bosa. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Herbert. This dude, he's six foot six. No, no, that's wrong. Hold on. I'm pulling him up. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's six foot six. Yeah, I'm right. And he's 23 years old, 237 pounds. Okay. He's got two years experience. Um, He's hot shit quarterback, supposed to be the stuff. Hadn't had the benefit of a team around him. Complete. And this is as close to a complete team as he's had. And and they, again, fall right into the same category as Kevin Stefanski's self-described offensive scheme, aggressive. Right. He is uh, thrown for 90 TDs and three interceptions this year. Okay? Dang. He's got a quarterback rating of 100.1 for 11... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Keep in mind, we're just getting ready to play week five here. The guy's got 1,178 yards already. Yeah. Okay. This passing game is no joke. Okay. He has passed for in the first four games, week one against the Washington football team, he passed for 337 yards. Average is 7.2 yards of pass play. Against the Cowboys in week two, he passed for 338 yards, an average of 8.2 yards per pass play. In week three against the Chiefs, he passed for 281 yards, by the way, which was a win against the Chiefs, for 7.4 yards of pass play. And last week against the Raiders, his worst performance in a win of 222 yards at 5.8 yards per pass play. 25 of 38. Week before, he was 26 of 38. Week uh, week two against the Cowboys, 31 of 41. Week one against the Washington football team, 31 of 47. Best quarterback, best best single game quarterback rating this year he posted was against the Chiefs in Week Three, with a rating of one twenty five. Um, in his first two weeks, he only had eighty five and eighty seven, and that was because picks in weeks three and four, he's had triple digit ratings because no picks. But one thing we do know based on that, he can be caused to throw interceptions. Right. And, 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 you know, every quarterback has a worse rating against pressure than when they're protected. Right. Right. Justin Herbert's statistics in this regard are much closer or there's like Baker Mayfield's one of the quarterbacks where his numbers when he's protected and his numbers when he's pressured are like, they look like two different people. But the one thing we can say that's nice that we know about last week's bad performance of Baker Mayfield, it wasn't because he was getting pressure. He was protected very well last week. Yeah, he was protected pretty well. I mean, he got pressured. He got one. What? They got a sack? That's all I remember is one. Yeah, they got that one sack on fourth down. When we went for it on fourth down. Yeah, that's when they got their sack. Yeah, that was the only sack. That's really the only time I saw him really under duress. Every other time that he had pressure, he was able to get away. He ran for a couple first downs. It was great. The Cleveland Browns website is better than most of the NFL team's websites this year, believe it or not. I oh, really? I, yeah, I, I've, I have clicked on a couple of these. I'm just looking at the sites. You know, I'm here at the little summary page. And boy, a lot of these team websites really stink this year. Well, I got some final little closing stats here. Okay. okay. All right. Um, nothing too big, just that. The Chargers' run defense did good last week. But the weak point of their defense this season has been their run defense. Okay, And that is good. That's that's good news for us, isn't it? Yeah, they're 29th in it. Okay, so 
if there's anything to exploit about their defense, this game is this is another game where and, and the what the good thing could be to it, even if they do stop the run, we know they're going to have to try really hard to do it. They're oh. going to be engaged to stop the run in this game, which may open up the pass. Let the me just anyway. say this. If so. they are if they're watching film on the Browns and and they are right, it's highly probable what you're going to see early is the Chargers load the box. Okay? And if they load the box, well, you guys know what's going to happen, right? There ain't going to be no handoffs, I can tell you that, okay? <laughs> let, let, let them do that. I, I want them to. Because that'll, that'll, be, that'll be one of the things that Baker can use to get his, his game back in line. Right. I, I, I feel really good about the Browns' chances. I, I understand that these next two weeks of play, one away game, one home game against two of the better teams in the league right now, and the Chargers and the Cardinals are, are really going to be something that uh, I'm anxious to see how they perform. I am, I'm not as worried as I would have been in the past about, oh, man, we're going to get our ass kicked. I, while I understand that in any NFL game, certainly that's a possible outcome, I I like our chances. Yeah. No, I like our chances in the game too. Like this is to me the first it's excluding week 1 and the only reason I'm not including week 1 is because at this point the Chiefs while mm-hmm. arguably are still really good even though even considering their record, okay? Mm-hmm. They're still yeah. 2 and 2, but they're still good even considering their record, okay? <laughs> But if we're going by this year, this is mm-hmm. the first team that we're looking at and we're like, okay, this is real, real. You know what I mean? Because they're, oh, yeah. they're the real, real on the schedule here. This next two games, them and then the Cardinals, these are our real, real. And I'm looking at the game, right. I'm like, our real, real looks like we should win this game. Well, let me, let me, say, this yeah. to, let me say this to you about not the Chargers, <laughs> but about the Cardinals, okay? And I never want to look past an opponent, and certainly the Browns shouldn't be thinking about this. This is just me. I've been watching Kyler Murray and and these uh these Cardinals. And if there's a team that looks like they're playing the same kind of football the Browns are, it's those guys except what Kyler is doing is taking his athleticism and adding another level to that, okay? Right. And he's, but he is getting horrible. the ball. He is playing interesting. He's getting you know the, he's getting the ball in the hands of his two star receivers, AJ yeah, Green exactly. and DeAndre Jordan. And you know what I would love to happen? What? And it's it's looking like it could happen based on what they said Landry's timetable was two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Okay. If we get Landry back, okay. Oh uh, yeah, okay. we could. And we got we, Odell well, and Landry out there. Well, yeah, he'll come off. He'll have spent his three weeks on IR, so <clears> he'll will be <throat> he will be eligible to come back. Okay, and then be ready for the Cardinals game, and that would be great because we could have those guys. I think it just oh, it it makes it makes things better on both sides. It's the same way as Jadavian Clowney makes things better for Miles, and Miles makes it better for right. Jadavian. Now, the other thing I'll point out about Murray, Murray, like like you said, he uses his athleticism more, obviously, guys aren't than good. Mahomes. Yes, I do hear you. I hear you now. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes. I was gone for a while. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Um, And I don't know about 
you Uncle Hugh as well. Like, I'm watching Murray. He plays eerily, eerily. Like, the highlights and stuff I've seen of him play, especially this year, he plays eerily similar to Mahomes. Jesus, he uses his athleticism more. Mm-hmm. He, I, I will. I'm telling. I'm, I, I see that. That's an obvious. Yeah, he but plays, the only difference. Okay, so Kyler Murray is like Mahomes. Like, yeah, he's mini Mahomes. He's Mahomes light. No, he's I'm mini. Yeah, no, he's he's mini Mahomes. The dude's <laughs> like Mahomes, five yeah. seven, right? Yes, the dude's like five seven. I, I get like that, five, I get that entirely. Like I get that entirely. But when I'm looking at him, I'm like, he plays really Mahomes like though. He really does, and this season he really is. I get the whole like he's a he's a miniature version, and he's mini Mahomes. Yeah, that's basically what he'd be. But, but is he really only five seven? He ain't, he ain't much taller than that, dude. I'll look him no up. Shit! Wow. <laughs> but watching him, it's eer- eerily he. That's what they play like. You know what I mean? And looking at their team, this is looking they, ahead. They say this is looking ahead. Obviously, they okay. say. They say he's 5'10". They say. Right. Now, what I would like to say. When that's what they say. When that's what they say. Listen. That's what they say. They say. They said Johnny Manziel was six foot. Okay. That's a lie. That's a lie. Okay. Okay. Now, this is looking ahead a game, obviously. So Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to look past what we're, what we Mm got to play, but they are the number one offense. Okay. The number six rushing team and the number three passing team. Who have okay? they played though? The Who Cardinals. Have, yeah, well, yeah. Really. Now let's let's look at that. Just for S and G's, guys. Let's go. I got a, I got Cardinals schedule. Just, yeah. Yeah. What's up? Did Did you say San Diego is ranked twenty sixth against the pass? There's no team in San Diego this year. They couldn't be ranked in any. L A. L A. L A. You know what I'm talking about. Um. Here, let me go back back to those uh, stats. Against the pass, we don't care about their cornerbacks, do we? Really? Um, it was twenty sixth against the rush. Well, the twenty ninth against the rush. Let me just say this. Let me just say this, guys: that the talent level between the twenty seventh and the seventh pass defense in the NFL is negligible in terms of your need to be concerned about them. Because you have only so many slots to be to, to hold players in this league, and they have the best of the best guys. It's it it's it's hard to make an NFL squad. Right. What yeah. I'm what I'll say about the Chargers and their defense is this: they have the ninth ranked defense. Okay, they're 29th against the rush. That means their pass defense is probably good. Okay, you can't be that bad against the rush and be ninth in defense and be bad against the pass. Exactly. That makes sense. That makes. Yeah. So their pass defense is probably pretty good. Their outliner is that we're a really good rushing team and they struggle against the rush. What's probably good for us in this is that no, no matter how good their pass defense is, if they're that bad against the rush and they have to compensate against against us to try to stop our run. Right. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to open the pass up. Uh, there is not gonna be. There's not much option. In okay, that. you can't be that bad at. So the the Cardinals, the Cardinals have played the Titans in Week One. Who, by right. the way, I just I just want to say this: 
just lost to the Jets, okay? Okay. Um, they played the Vikings in week two and edged them by a point and allowed 33 points from okay. the Vikings, okay? They played the Jaguars and beat them decisively. And they played the Rams and beat them decisively. I'd be more concerned about that win than anything they've done. Now, um, it's going to be very interesting to see how they fare. And they're going to be hosting the 49ers this week. Okay? Right. And, then, and then it's on to Cleveland. You know? It might be my mic. If there was oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I moved my desk and it started wobbling there. Uh, my, uh, that shit happens. Janky arm I have. Okay. Uh, man, I, I feel good about these games. Arizona, I think, I is going to be a better test than San Diego. Mm, no, I don't think so at all. I think, first of all, I, honestly, goodness, I, I just based on their roster, based on the complete roster, not the individual players at any given position, but a complete roster, I don't expect the Arizona Cardinals' success to continue. I will say this. I agree with you on the Cardinals in the sense that it's going to test a part of our team that I don't think has been tested as thoroughly yet. Because if I look at the teams that we've played, they have not been the craziest outliers in that except for our first game, and that's our pass defense. Okay? I, I think our our defensive line has completely, in at least in the last game, okay, and the game before that, com- completely neutralized mediocre passing games completely. Let's okay. let's uh, uh, honestly watch them. Watch this game that the Cardinals played this week against the 49ers. Okay, that'll be that's going to be interesting for sure. It's going to be very interesting because I don't expect it to go well for them. Okay, I've been watching this. Listen, I'm not telling you what Kyler Murray is doing is all luck, but there has been this season. A lot of luck involved in a lot of what he's getting done. Mm. Oh, I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt that. But we all know that what goes into a winning season is some luck. Oh yeah, you gotta have luck. Be on your side. But sooner or later, but sooner or later, it comes down to skill and planning. Oh yes, the skills got to be there. That's why I feel good about our season. Like even what we were just talking about with. Baker having a bad game, he still made all the right decisions. Not only that, okay. not only that, let's just say, let's say he didn't. Okay. Let's just say he didn't. Let's just call it what it is. It, he had a lousy game, and we won a game where our quarterback had a lousy game. Yeah. That's and big. the Browns ain't never been able to do that before. I'm actually happy they're having these challenges earlier this year. If they were, oh, yeah. if it was exactly. all good all across the board. I'd be worried about them coming up to, because see, let me tell you something. Here's the problem with the schedule. Once it gets past, uh, past, you know, the Cardinals, right? See, what you're going to do is it's going to all of a sudden feel like it's getting easier. Because then you got Broncos, Steelers, Bengals. Okay. 
and you can say what you want to, but by the time the Steelers lose two more fucking games, okay, and they're not, and they're not going to win either of their next two games. Ben Roethlisberger really sucks this year. Um, Boy, does he. Um, it, it's going to be very easy for a team that hasn't faced challenges and had to check themselves, okay? To, it gets real easy to overlook the Steelers and the Broncos. Right. Okay. That can be dangerous. Yeah. It gets really easy to go and say, yeah, these are, yeah, but they're the Bengals, you know? And, 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 and listen, let's say that you split these next two games. Let's just be, let's just be fair for the Browns. Okay. And I don't care which one they drop. I, if you were going to drop one, I'd rather drop the road game, but, you know, I, like to win at home against the Cardinals, but let's say you split those games. So now you're four and two. Well, dude, you should win Broncos, Steelers, Bengals if you're on your game. And that makes you seven and two going into Patriots, Lions, Ravens. Broncos lost to the Ravens, but before that they were three and oh, were they not? Yeah, look at who they played. Oh, okay. No, I mean, go look at who they played. You got the internet. It's real easy. Just look them up. Look up Broncos schedule. Okay. You'd have been three and three and oh, two. Okay. <laughs> they were, they were a paper tiger, basically. I mean, what I will say. Not, they, they, they beat the Giants. Okay. They beat the Jaguars and they beat the Jets. They were three and zero. Oh. They were three. Right. I'm gonna say this about you're our right. Last... That's not saying a lot. No, yeah. no. I'm, I'm gonna say this about our last half of the schedule. We got the Cardinals coming up, right? And yeah. I honestly think we got an easy-ish game with the Broncos. Okay, and then we go into stuff that looks like it's easy but could be hard. Steelers are gonna try to play us hard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bengals are a divisional game. I'm going to mark that as hard. I don't care how weak you may think they are. Okay. If it's divisional, we need to be marked as hard. The mm-hmm. Patriots are not like this schedule is not as easy as it looks in the second half. We have uh, the mm-hmm. easy games I see are going to be the Broncos, the Lions, and that's it. Patriots could be real easy because remember, they got a rookie quarterback. Not nah, they got a rookie quarterback, and while Matt Jones might be as good a rookie quarterback as you get, he's going to be what that is. And the games that the New England Patriots are winning are really slim because what they've won one. Am I correct? Because I mean they did they didn't beat Tom Brady in the in the Bucks, but they held him. Without a fucking touchdown. He didn't throw for a touchdown. No, but they only won by two points as well. But they won. I'm not saying you don't, you know, you're not going to go blow the Patriots out, but you're going to go win that game. If the Browns are playing, if, in other words, the Browns lose to the Patriots, it won't be because of the Patriots. I got you. I'm not, I'm, well, I'm not disputing that the Browns will win the game. What I'm just, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that the Browns, this schedule that they have, okay, that looked like an easy schedule has turned out to me, and if I'm looking at it, to be one of the harder schedules in the league. Our first half of our season, arguably, if you look at it at the end here, is going to look like we played a topper half of the league. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, possibly. Okay, whereas then if we were looking at it before the beginning of the year was we had the Chiefs and then it was some easy stuff. Well, yeah, but if you really if you really want to feel about uh, feel bad about a run of games, Ravens, Ravens, Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. That's how we end the season. Right. That's how we end it. That's what I'm saying. And then the 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 little spit where we were like, be easy. I'm I'm looking at the Patriots. I'm looking like, well, it's not a restful game. We have to actually go win that. I don't think Dude, we'll you can lose go, it, but listen, we have to go win that. Listen to me clearly. The Tennessee Titans probably thought they were going to beat the Jets at the beginning of that day. Right. But after overtime ended, they had lost that game. Right. I'm just telling you. That's a, the danger of being good is if you start to believe your own hype, which is why I'm glad we've been challenged early. And Baker Mayfield knows now. Look, I can win a game where I don't perform well, but boy, if I'd have performed well, that would have been a lot easier. Right? Yeah. I'm That's just nice. That they, That's a good condition. That's a good condition to learn that lesson in, guys, rather than have to take it as a loss. That's that's right. one good strength about this team. You can take, you know, maybe maybe the offense goes out and performs well this week, and maybe the defense not so hot. You know, right. I'm not predicting it, but, you know, with Justin Herbert and some of the offensive weapons that the Chargers have, it's conceivable that the Browns might allow them to drop 28, right? Right. Well, as long as you just, drop, as long as you can drop thirty-five, it don't fucking matter. Right. Well, but, I'm just saying, but that will be a terrible performance for the defense. Yes, it would. It'd right. Be a terrible performance. But I'm just saying, at the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised to see that our conference ended up having the harder schedules of the year rather than having this easy schedule that everybody said it was going to be. No, no. Yeah. The the reason our schedule was supposed to be easy had nothing our to do with our conference. Anyway. It had nothing to do with our division. I meant division. But it had nothing to do with that. It was the fact that we were a third-place team. We have a third-place schedule. Now, the the truth is because of free agency and the way the NFL is evolving and teams that are worse get better draft picks, this, that, and such, and so forth, the teams that are on a third-place plate this year, a lot of them have improved. So we're a schedule on the outside based on last year's records. What we had was a third-place schedule. Now go look at those teams this year. The teams that were supposed to be the teams that would have made our schedule hard are making other people's schedules look easy. For, uh, let me give you a for instance of what I'm talking about. Okay, Who, who ended up first place in our division? That was the Ravens, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. First place schedule, Ravens. Let's just look at their. Exactly what you're saying. Let's look at their next few weeks of play. They get the Colts, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Vikings. Yep. Wait, wait. The Dolphins, the Bears. (laughs) Okay. I mean, they. They're playing the same teams we've played. You understand? No, you but, make a good point. That, but they're but they're good. playing they're playing the Chargers after they've taken a loss from the Browns, which they're going to take this week, right? right? Right. And 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 
I mean, so they're they're uh, the Vikings. Do you think the Vikings are still going to be in contention on November seventh when they play the Ravens? Uh, no. Well, I don't know. Does Kirk Cousins bounce back or not? Remember, here's a guy didn't have a pick. Okay, coming into the game, he played us. He'd gone 325 attempts without throwing a pick. Well, I guess that depends on the rest of their schedule then, but I... No, it depends on I, Kirk Cousins, doesn't it? It depends on Kirk Cousins. Let me tell you something that Joey Bosa said about Kirk Cousins after the game. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it was Derek Carr. Oh, but by the way, we got him on our schedule. Did you hear what Joey Bosa said? No. He but said he's with trash when he's under pressure. Ooh. Oh, ho, ho, ho. that's good for us. That's good for us. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, that's like because if, if 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 he couldn't stand that pressure, wait till he feels the real. Well, you don't even know what pressure is, brother. Well, look, I said it last week. If this defensive line keeps playing the way they if they play the way they did against the Bears the whole season, we're going, man. It's gonna, gonna be great, games. man. It's gonna we're be gonna great games. Yeah. We're All right, guys, it's time for us to get the heck on out of Dodge. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause, uh, yeah, cause of that. But, yeah, because uh, Hugh, we've I'm, talked enough. Wait, wait, because Hugh needs his beauty sleep. What? What did you say? No, no, because okay. I'm hungry, man. I ain't. I gotta get a meal. Oh shit, man! I I listen, I'm I'm old enough now, man. If I ain't ate by now, I'm not eating because I won't be able to get to sleep. Hot I'm butt. A, I'm gonna make myself a bratwurst. So. A bratwurst, oh man! <laughs> Look, just saying that gave me heartburn. <laughs> you fucking guy. Or or I could go fancy out and make some I bought this calamari. Well guys, until next week. Oh, by the way, um and I meant to say this, and you're gonna hear this pop up somewhere in the middle of the podcast, guys, because I'm doing this in post this week, but next week it'll be live. But this uh this podcast brought to you by Daddy Jams. Okay. okay, and you can check them out on mixcloud.com with the time space mixes. Don't miss them. Okay, all right. But in the meantime, the in between time tells that time. What time's that? When we get back together to talk to you about the way we rolled into Los Angeles and stomped the Chargers. Yeah. Well, that's a unless in, unless they have a lightning storm. And, well, because uh, clearly, uh, yeah, I, I love John Gruden. He's like, what the fuck? It's an indoor fucking stadium. What? <laughs> I got a fucking roof and they're shutting me down for a lightning storm. I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah. Don't make much. <laughs> Evidently, that's the first lightning storm they've had in L.A. in a long fucking time because that's all everybody's talking about in Los Angeles. Did you see the lightning? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was some wicked good lightning, too, that they had. You catch some of it on film. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, well. They really had they a show be, there. They better be careful over there with all that lightning. Lightning, it doesn't strike something since they can't water their yawn, lawns or anything, you know. Well, yeah, they always, you know. Burn down. You know, half the time, all, some of those wildfires get started by humans, right? Yeah, but a lot of yeah. them get started by uh, lightning. You know. Yeah. Hit a tree, 
That's all it takes, baby. That's all it takes. Just one time. One time. It's dry over there. They can't water anything. Yeah, man. Yeah. Don't you? Did, we, we need to bring Marty in uh, so that he can tell the guys before the game. It's the gleam, boys. It's the gleam. It's the gleam. <laughs> so we're all predicting a win yes. in Los Angeles against the Chargers. No, I no. Dude, I am not parting my lips to predict a Browns loss this year. Amen. Okay. Amen. And that should feel good. Because I, I honestly, honestly, from the depth and the bottom of my heart, I don't believe there is a single team better than our Browns this year. And now I think there are some individual players who can give us hell and be a thorn in our side. Be, be our proverbial John Elway, if you want to. And I, his name is Patrick Mahomes. And oh, yeah. and his name could wait. And his name could be Lamar Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to point this out too. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a dangerous dude. He's not, if he's not, he already is. Okay. But mm-hmm. he's going to be a dangerous guy because he's, he has to play that way this year for them to win. Their defense is not playing good. Well, this is my point. But, but let me tell you something. It was very good for them to come out with that win this week. They needed it. Okay. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and they're still in last place in their division. All right. And there you have it. Um, Andy Reid can coach, okay? Patrick Mahomes can play. I'm not worried about him, and I believe we're going to probably have to go through him to get where we want to go. Yeah. So, uh, take it under advisement, boys, but um, I think the Browns will be ready for him next time we see him. Oh, I think so too. I think I think you and uh, Baker. I think so too. Baker, gotta do better. Gotta do better. Yeah, let's do yeah, better, man. Let's do. All better. right, boys. Until next week, we're out. This has been a Basement Tapes production. Yeah.